Morning, y'all. This is Carla. I'm facilitating this morning's community call. And I'm going to just welcome everybody to this blessed and wonderful time to share and grow. <clears throat> and I'll, I'll pray in. I'll leave you all in lecture mode until I'm done praying. And I'll put you on interactive and we can all say hello. And um, I'll just put my hand on my heart invite anyone else who's interested in joining me. Join me for this time of heart connection and gratitude. So grateful, so grateful and so willing to come together and share from our heart to connect with each other and grow together. Grow together in this realization that of who we truly are is love. Love incarnate. Love is all there is. Love is all we are. And we are growing closer to that truth together. And we we share, we are allowing, we are asking, we're requesting, we're open to being led by the higher self, the higher Holy Spirit self. Please, lead us, guide us. Every day, each moment, to choose the most loving thing we can choose to grow more and more fully into the realization of love is who we are and express that truth in the world. And we are we are letting go, we're recognizing and releasing. We are not interested in that block to this realization, the truth. We're dropping them, we're recognizing them and letting them go. And open to support, we're asking for support <clears throat> and requesting support from the entire company of heaven, all the invisible realm to assist us in these choices. And we freely share, we lovingly share all this growth and expansion and realization we are having with everyone with all our blessed brothers and sisters and teachers, seen and unseen, share, we share everything, we share all, because we are, we are one, we are one, we are, we are, and grace, and so, so 
so much gratitude. We are allowing it to be. Amen. I'll just say, uh, just a reminder, everyone, to keep the call clean. Um, By muting yourself, you can, if your phone has to self-mute, you can self-mute. Of course, there's star six to mute. And if for some reason I mute you because um, there's no more, because these phones are so spectacular, they just pick up everything. And so I might have muted you. Usually I'll tell you, but I won't interrupt someone. And so you, if you realize that you're muted, star two to raise your hand. And um, I'm going to Everybody interactive. This is again. This is Carla. I'm facilitating this call. This blessed call. <sighs> Sonia, you have a little bit of noise. If you can self think if you can self mute. And say hello, please, everybody. Thank you. Say hello and let's get Healing on. <laughs> Hello, this, this is, is Lori from Florida. Hi, Lori from Florida. This is Roslyn from Florida. Oh, I'm in Tampa. Where are you? Marco Island. Oh, lovely place. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, this is Liz in Minnesota. Hi, Liz. Hi, this is Deb in California. Deb? Hi, it's Nicole in California. Nicole? Hi, it's Tracy in California. (laughs) Hello, Tracy. Hello, California group. Oh, it's California group. Hi, good morning. This is Rico from New York. Rico. Hi. Okay. <clears throat> if anybody who's joined, who who joins, well, we have to keep saying it because they're gonna probably still be joining. Want to say hello? When there's a lull, please do. And um, um, I invite everybody to share, to bring to uh, this time and togetherness. Any challenges or a hug? Good morning. This is Hugh from Portland. Hello. This is Sonia from Sweden. Hello. Hi, Sonia. I'm going to just remind everybody because there's some noise in the line. Is it Vienna? That there's a little noise, and so just reminding everybody if they're not sharing to self mute if they can, or star six to mute, and uh, please. Um, Say hello or share. 
Hello. <clears throat> Hello, is everybody there? <laughs> We're just feeling the joy of this moment of being together. <laughs> We're stumped. We're at a loss for words. Well, I'll comment that I listened. This is my first live call, Lori in Florida, because um, I've been, had a busy work schedule. Um, but I enjoyed listening to the other community calls, so I just want to say thank you to the people that participated because it was helpful to me. Um, and I enjoyed hearing about people talking about how spiritual practice saves time because I feel like I'm – Noticing that just how things show up and things just seem a little bit easier. That's great. Has anybody had a challenge this week that they feel like sharing? Uh, Lord, you raise your hand. No, I I didn't raise Uh, my hand. I'm sorry, Lorraine. Lorraine, I Lorraine. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Um, yeah, I just had a question. Um, in the Masterful Living groups that um, Jennifer is now forming, that's supposed to be a video kind of conference. Um, and she and said someplace that there is an option for telephone if you don't have the video. So my question is, is it recorded? Because if I can't make a session, I know we're going to try to make every one of them, but if I can't make a session, um, there it, it's is there any way to hear it, you know, after the fact, like we can do with these? No, it's not being recorded. It's it's. Uh... Oh, Carla, I thought it was going to be recorded, but not with video. Ah. Uh, Carla probably think... knows because she's more experienced. But I thought I distinctly heard that it was that it would be recorded with audio. So I could be wrong. This is Rosalind. And Carla probably knows more, but we'll check into it, right, Carla? Oh, great! I'm sure. Um, I'm sure Jennifer. Now that we're mentioning it, she'll respond. Great. Yeah. Okay. And and um, also, I said that it was an hour long, and I, I'm kind of um, working a schedule around it. So, is it like supposed to be an hour, but sometimes it's a little longer? Should we? Do I need to um, plan for a little more, or is it pretty much an hour? You know how sometimes you say well, an hour, but it's really an hour and fifteen or something. Well, for the most time, for the most part, we haven't started yet, but we um, that that's the that's the intention is to Great. keep it to an hour. Great, thanks. Thank you very much. That was all my my only question. Thank you.
Hi, this is Liz in Minnesota, and I kind of have a question for the group. Um, in the Facebook group, there was um, a discussion about doing marches, and um, I haven't checked to see if anybody has actually responded to what I posted, but I asked that um, discussions of politics be kept out of the group, and um, I wanted to check in and find out whether I was out of line in asking that or whether people think all topics should be okay to bring up, because um, I don't want to act as though I think I know how things should be run. I, all I knew at the time was that I was uncomfortable about that. Does anyone have anything to share about that? It's a wonderful topic to bring up. Does anybody have anything? Uh, Deb, do you have your hand raised? Yes, this is Deb. And... Um, Hi, Liz. I saw your comment, and I had commented on in the Facebook group, and this was sort of my challenge for the. And and I, it was hard for me because I this this challenge that was brought up did not feel political to me. It felt it felt to me about what and and I really really this was my struggle for the week. I was really thinking about. Oh wow, I am struggling with am I doing the course right? I was I was judging myself for um like I, like looking at the thing about forgiveness and wow, am I doing this right? And what what do I how do I handle this? And then I was like, wow, I'm really in self-judgment here about what I think I should be doing and the, and the tenets of the Course in Miracles. So <laughs> on the one hand, I, un I understand what you're saying about politics. I don't want to discuss whether or not some piece of um, legislation is right or wrong or or whether you know, I agree with somebody or not, but to me, this 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 particular thing did not feel political to me. Does that make sense to you, Liz? Yeah, yeah, it really does, Deb, and I appreciate you elaborating on it. Um, and I, as you were talking, I thought, boy, I hope no one felt like I was sitting in judgment because I I really wasn't, and um it I think from what you've said it I can understand there it really is a gray area. It isn't black and white that the things in the world will bring up feelings that are related to masterful living. So yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Thanks, Deb. Yeah. Okay. And I'm and I'm still struggling on this issue because then I realized well, then, am I also judging people who either do march or don't march? Mm. And and so I was, I really have been 
what I had said in my post was that I had given it all to the Holy Spirit, and I, from my own personal self, I was going to be guided by the Holy Spirit about what to do on this issue. And so anytime other thoughts about this have been coming up, I was just giving them up for forgiveness and being willing to do just like what you're saying, be non-judgmental um, and letting it be. And um, so I, I felt I, I did through the week get, get much. I was not upset anymore by the end of the week after I had basically tried to forgive every piece and really search in my heart for anything that I might be holding in judgment. Um, But at the beginning of the week, I really was struggling with like how, oh, you're so right or you're so wrong and Deb, what are you doing? (laughs) And um, Mm -hmm. so so it was a a lot of practicing. And I will continue to do that same thing. Like, trying to forgive as things come up. You know, as you were talking a little bit more, um, that opened me up more to understand that I I judge myself really harshly and whether I'm actively standing up for what I believe in um, and whether other people are standing up for what they believe in. And so... That's thank you for saying more about that. That's really helpful to me, and I can see how bringing it up in Facebook really helped you work through that. And just like you, I know that if I don't say things out loud or at least write them, kind of the same thing when it comes to our Facebook group, then I don't have the opportunity to work through it. So thank you again. Sure, sure, Liz. I, I, I see. And yeah, I, probably, I was. I just. Well, I can't go ahead for some. Did someone else want to talk? Yes. Um, I have my hand raised. Uh, can you hear me? Yep. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi. It's, this is Lorraine. I just want to say something about the political um, question. You know what? I'm going to take off speaker. Hold on. I just want to say something about the political um, thing. Um, I, I didn't hear, I didn't see that particular post yet, but just want to respond as a general that um, I respect, um, you know, some people's wishes that we don't bring politics into this course, but I also want to say the other side that I'm holding, which is there's something so big that's going on in the country right now that I've never seen in um, uh, anything that's so polarizing, and I'm really looking to my spiritual teacher to help with my fear and discomfort and, um, you know, how to how to accept or just how to be around all this. So I think whenever it's come up, I've been concerned that pe- that maybe Jennifer wouldn't want to speak uh, or teach about it. And I just, you know, really um, need her to speak uh, and teach from this because it's I've never been so shaken <laughs> in my life. Um, and I really want to use spiritual principles to get through this. So I just wanted to weigh in for for um, that position. At the same time, respecting everybody's um, points of view. It's really more about feelings for me rather than who's right or who's wrong. So thank you for listening. Hmm. Thank you, Lori. 
Hold, hold on, Lori. I just, I just want to read the Q&A. <clears throat> Excuse me, the Q&A from Indy. Indy from California says hello. Laura from Vegas says hello. Diana from Michigan says hello. And she says she's having problems with the noise. So just gonna, <clears throat> again, remind people that if they're not talking, to mute themselves if they can <clears throat> to, you know, be, to keep the, the recording clear. So go ahead, Lori. <clears throat> okay. I was going to say, I'm kind of like on the other end where um, – I mean, previously I had gone eight years without a television and I tend, I don't watch the news and I just try to keep all of that out of my, out of my influence. And sometimes I struggle with, am I just sticking my head in the sand? And when do, when do you stand up? And then I go back to, well, what do I want to energize? I don't want to energize all that junk going on. What, you know, what do I really have? control or influence over and so I'm almost the opposite extreme where I just kind of ignore all of it and sometimes I wonder should I make a stand do I know enough about it to make a stand when do you make a stand I kind of feel like yeah that yeah that's that's my struggle I guess this is Rosalind from Masterful Living 2 um, I certainly don't have any answers to uh, uh, the thread that's being brought up as far as when you take a stand and when you don't. But I just want to say that uh, from the last year and a few months, um, I have been so touched, particularly by people who have voted differently than I, um, and they have only come from Masterful Living. Because in the rest of my life, I think I, like a lot of people, tend to surround ourselves with people who are like-minded and voted like I did. And so whichever side you voted on or whichever set of beliefs you have, there's a tendency to to just listen to this, a mirroring of our own beliefs. At least that was my, that's been my experience. But to be face-to-face and heart-to-heart with a person in Masterful Living, uh, but one, one experience was on a group call, on a community call, where somebody uh, was very reluctant to bring up um, the non-majority point of view. And other times in personal calls and interactions with people in Masterful Living, what I get when my heart is open is that we all want the same thing. And I can see even more how there isn't one right answer to anything because when we're coming at it with an open heart, we can have a different point of view. And I can't really say all of how it touched me, but I can say I've been more touched by the different point of views than I have been by hearing myself over and over again through the people who sound like me. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you, Rosalind. And Deborah, <clears throat> your hand is raised. Okay. 
Um, I, this is a little bit of a different thread. I'm a little late joining the call, but I pulled a card today um, from the affirmation deck, and it is, I am willing to make the loving choice. And this is just so perfect for me um, today because I often wonder if I'm making the loving choice and not including myself in the equation. I tend to um, think of other people's needs first and put them before my own. I, uh, I'm a registered nurse, so professionally my whole life was putting patients' needs before my own. I'm now a grandmother, and I put my granddaughter's needs before my own. And I feel like I'm making the loving choice, um, and I'm wanting to do that in all areas of my life, but I'm needing some help in how to fit myself into that equation because I often feel like my own needs, uh, just basic needs, are sometimes unmet because I'm so busy trying to be loving to other people and to allow for other people to have what they need and, and help them get what they need. So any advice or comments I would really appreciate. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody have a response? Jennifer has some great call, uh, teachings that are just coming up real soon about making the loving choice, which I think you're going to love. I wouldn't even try to summarize them, <laughs> but I think you're going to look. You're going to really like what she teaches us. Right, Carla? Thank you. Yeah, that's it's like her major focus, really. So just, Deborah, just, you know, I've been practicing for four years. I mean, maybe my whole life, <laughs> uh, learning how to love myself. And so, um, you know, we just keep uh, practicing. And sometimes it's more loving than others. You know, and just to love yourself, no matter what, because we all we all are doing that. Thank you. I think you're also doing a great job noticing when your your needs are not met. So I think that's the first step. You know, when yeah. you're, you know, you can't do anything if you don't notice that. So you're on the right track. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm just so grateful for this group. It's um, wonderful to know that I can be in a place where people aren't going to judge me for being selfish because I sometimes have things that I have to put before someone else's needs. And I always feel sort of guilty when I do that, and I feel like it's selfish because I've heard that message. But I think you all understand that, and you don't seem to be judging me at all for doing it when I need to. I appreciate you all so much. Thank you.
Deb, your hand is raised. Oh, I'm going to mute you. You're muted. Yeah, yes, I just wanted to, I just felt, I don't know, I just felt I wanted to say, Deborah, like I'm sending you lots of love and, and I know it feels scary and you have to be brave to even just say what you just said. And um, thank you very much and sending you love. And Tracy, your hand is raised. You're muted. No, no, I didn't. Okay, well, it might have been an accident. So, okay. Gloria, I may have to mute you out because you have some noise. Unless you want to self-mute. There's a couple people just come on the call. This is Carla, that's still here. If they want to say hello. Yeah, this is uh this is I'm in Nashville Living too. And um I was listening in on the call. And I just wanted to re- respond to something somebody said was uh, the last speaker, I think, was saying something about um, how she felt that she was being, it's that it's selfish to to look after yourself before you look after somebody else. And what came to, me, came to my mind, because I've had that thought before, is that actually taking care of yourself itself is unselfish in a way. <clears throat> Because you can't, it's hard to be helpful to other people if you don't take care of your own needs first or in some way or fashion. So I just wanted to say that. And then also in The Course in Miracles, um, there's a sex, there's a place where instead of using the word, they don't use the word selfish very often in The Course in Miracles. I don't know if they use it at all. They talk about self-fullness, which is a good thing. So I guess that what we need to understand is that it's um, that cooperation and all that is necessary, um, but um, the self is whole, and um, that wholeness is what you are. And so if you neglect that part of you, which is you, if you neglect that, then then you're not going to be able to experience the peace of your of yourself or your soul. Thanks, Anna, and I love that. Um, this is Rosalind again. I just was uh, remembering the image on the plane when they tell you put on your oxygen mask first, and then give it to someone mm-hmm. else because you can't be very helpful if you're <clears throat> out of oxygen. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean. I know that if I'm not if I'm not keeping my health and if I'm not taking care of my health, I'm just really a 
<laughs> honestly, I'm a pain in the ass to people if I, if I don't take care of myself. So it's, it's better that I take care of myself and be fun to be around than uh, than just not take care of myself and, you know, scold other people. <laughs> Well, this is Tracy, and I relate to um, this issue of learning about what it is to make a loving choice uh, and and how to include myself in that. So I really relate to that. And one of, one of the things I've been um, seeking guidance about and, and praying about related to this is um, is also in the area of self-compassion. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to say this very well, but I am noticing that in my current um, situation, in terms of what we project out into the world, that I'm getting some feedback from others in my family that would indicate I've got a lot of um, um, judgment I mean, there's a lot of judgment coming at me, but that tells me it's probably in me <laughs> towards myself, too. And I'm noticing a lot of uh, judgment uh, within myself also um, towards others that I had been kind of unaware of. So that's all really good. Um, but this morning in my meditation, I was I felt like the Holy Spirit was really guiding me to... Um, grow in the area of self-compassion. So as I'm more compassionate, maybe impatient with my own process, uh, I will feel that towards others, and then others will maybe most likely be reflecting that back to me, I'm guessing. so that's I'm I'm very much in a process on that too. I'm going to look forward very much to Jennifer's um, teachings on that because I um, I know I've got mistaken and confused ideas in this area that I need to become aware of so I can let them go and develop some uh, more loving, more truly loving ways of of thinking that are from oneness and not a... um, I find myself a lot of times internally having this uh, my need, their need, like dichotomy. Um, And and I know that's mistaken. (laughs) And it leads to resistance. And and, um, So anyway, that's my process for what it's worth. Tracy, this is Deborah. I don't know if you can hear me. I can, yes, Deborah. I'm so relieved to hear that you understand this and that I'm really um, tuning into your idea of self-compassion, and that's 
something I'm certainly learning to work on as well. And um, together, I think we're looking forward to what Jennifer has to say about making loving choices that um, that um, include ourselves and um, trying to be part of the whole picture without um, overgiving and depleting one's own energy, but still following that that inner voice that says to give to others and help other people. So thank you so much for your comments. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you for yours. I appreciate that too, what you just said. That was also helpful to me. Ren, I muted you out because there was some noise on your line. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. You you can? Okay. This is Lorraine from Massachusetts, and I just wanted to say something about the topic um, that we're talking about. It's um, so important, I think. Um, I I think I've been struggling with this for a long time, and this is what I came up with. When I give something of myself, if I start to feel resentful, then I know after the fact in the future that that wasn't really the right call. And if I feel this, um, you know, this wonderful feeling of love after I put somebody else first, then then I know for future reference that's a good good thing. And then if we're all one, then it kind of makes sense to me that it's not really selfish. It's more about tr- kind of tracking our own uh, feedback system of how it felt. Um, so um, that's all I want to say about that. Thank you for listening. Thank you. So this is Tracy. That's so helpful, Lorraine. And, and yeah, I'm going to share that for me sometimes what happens is even in retrospect, like I can change, it seems like I can change my mind in terms of whether I'm coming from my ego self as I think and feel about it or my my true self. So I might make a choice in one point from my true self and and do something really truly from love and then and then if I go back and rethink it from an ego position I can feel maybe resentful and vice versa <laughs> so anyway um and, and the other thing let's see there's one thought that I really want to share and it keeps slipping away from me but I feel like okay this is it uh I'm trying to understand uh, kind of the difference of not giving myself ego-based excuses that give me permission to delay and not do things from my true self that would benefit me. Um, So be like lovingly firm with myself to make choices 
from my higher self, even though I might feel fear about it because I'm relying on God and Holy Spirit and I'm not used to doing that and my ego wants to hang on to control. Um, So learning how to be lovingly firm with myself to actually follow the Holy Spirit's guidance, even though I'm still uh, feeling fear and not feeling completely trusting, versus not being too hard on myself in a way that is the ego self like beating me up. Um, Because I think I get those mixed up too. So sometimes I'm too hard on myself in an ego-based way that isn't helpful. And other times I think I'm I'm allowing myself to make excuses and that also not loving for myself. So that's that's all for now. Thank you, Tracy. This is Deb. Wow, Tracy, thank you so much. I, mm. I I call that like being in a spiral or something. And I, when I feel that and I don't even know where I am, I just stop. I do feel this exactly what you're saying and try to pray and do nothing until something becomes more clear for me. And I used to not even be able to and just for for more guidance. Um, but I do feel these two things exactly like you're saying. Sometimes don't know which one, where where it's coming from, my ego self or my true self. So thank. You. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad somebody else relates to that. This Hi, is this Roslyn. is Roslyn. I, I, okay, go ahead, on. Go ahead. What's that? You can go ahead, Roslyn. Okay, well, I was just saying that I was going to say that I relate to it too, um, especially around things like schedule. When I think I have like some ideas of what I was supposed to do today, uh, for example, and then I get on myself for not doing it. And then when I backtrack and say, okay, well, whose schedule was that anyway? I don't think that Holy Spirit speaks in terms of a future schedule. So that was probably my small self or my ego that came up with the idea. So that always settles me down um, when I ask myself, whose idea was it anyway? And then the other thing that came up for me when you were talking, because a lot of things you brought up are very lively um, for me and probably for other people was um, the idea of spiritual discipline. You know, when I say I'm not going to give myself out and out to just judge in this situation or I'm not going to gossip just this time or I'm not going to whatever, fill in the blank. To me, that's spiritual discipline. And it's different from my ego being hard on me. It's just kind of a gentle reminder that I did make a commitment to that principle or that truth. And if I 
was in the present time going to alter that, then some discipline might be needed. And if I fell short and I slipped, then to remember and notice how did I feel afterwards and remember that the next time. Do I want to feel icky again and gossip? Sure, I can make an excuse and have that high or whatever it is that people do when they talk about somebody else. Or do I want to feel um, like that's my brother or sister and I want to be in a holy relationship with them in the invisible or in present? So you get what I'm trying to say, um, but I definitely think you're bringing up some amazing topics. Yeah, thank you. I like that you said that spiritual discipline. That's a really nice way to conceptualize the uh, make trying to make a choice in line with what's going to actually make me feel in line with my true self so that I'll feel good versus like you said icky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We all know that one really well. <laughs> yeah. Anand, did you want to talk? I cut you off before. This is Deb, and I want to say something, but I think there was a man that also was talking, and I didn't want to take his place. He seems to have been off the call. Carla, is he around? Is Anand there? Yeah, he's there. You know, I just wanted to read something from the Course. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is still and quietly deadly. It offends no aspect of reality and takes nor seeks to twist it to appearances it likes. So it merely waits, it merely looks and waits and judges not. So it just seems really appropriate to what you were saying about just being still. Carla, where was that from? What's the reference? Uh, it's in the course. It's, it's, it's just what is forgiveness. It's part two. It's in the lessons somewhere. It's just in a little area that says what is forgiveness. Okay. Thank you. So this is Deb, and, and what, what we're talking about this forgiveness thing. I I, I had this issue with a re, a very close friend um, who's kind of like in my spiritual community and been doing things with me for a while. Um, she isn't doing mess for living, and and we sort of have gone different paths about what what our spiritual paths were. And 
we had dinner this week, we, so it's we've sort of been not seeing each other as much as we used to. And I had made this spiritual thing about I don't I'm not gossiping and I'm not going to talk about people that are, um, you know, I'm going to forgive everyone. But I could tell in the dinner when we were having dinner together, she she said, "We're like kind of like where's my old." friend like she just wanted down and dirty or something you know and and Mm -hmm. she's missing the grousing or miss and and I felt like she she has troubles in her family and a lot of times when we're together she's talking about issues that she has with her family members and and lots there's lots of judgment that she says and and previously I be there with her like you know oh yeah that's terrible or and I'm not really doing that anymore I haven't been doing that for maybe six months and uh, I, I don't know does anyone have how, how do you handle this like because I know she feels like her friend is going away and she misses them, but I'm interested in doing that kind of thing anymore and I I was what I was trying to do was sit there and let her talk. And I, it was totally fine for me that she is saying what she's saying. And I really am sitting in love and I'm, I'm repeating, I am love and I'm letting her talk and um, just loving all of the people that she's talking about while it's happening. But I just feel this other piece. Does anyone have any advice for me? Lorraine? Yeah, hi. Um, I think I, it, when when I've been through that kind of stuff, what really helps is to let them in on my process because um, sometimes the other person's in the dark and they don't really understand the shift. But if they know where I'm coming from, then it lets you know. It, it, then it's a more connecting thing. So that's all I want to say. Thank you. She yeah she knows like this is a very close person to me she knows <laughs> what I'm doing and sometimes she she says to me do we have to be spiritual all the time like so she really does know that she read the course of miracles with me in a in a year long course that we did like two years ago um. So I understand what you're saying, but that one's that isn't what's happening. Like she does know. This is Rosalind. You know what it reminds me of in my life? Um, when I've eaten cake with other people or desserts a lot, and then um, because of a, 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 a blood sugar test, um, I'm not eating desserts anymore. And so when I say no, thank you. Um, it's a real shift in the relationship and I have found people would try to at first encourage me to just taste it or really it wasn't that bad a blood sugar test or but now that I've um, been that I'm okay with not joining in the dessert and I'm very clear that I don't want it everybody leaves me alone but they're now more used to me being a person who doesn't eat dessert so it took her, uh, these people 
a while to get used to it. As a matter of fact, my own sister forgot the test. Meantime, when she had a big reaction to my telling her about the test and started worrying about maybe she had a blood sugar problem and then proceeded to bring me the best chocolate cookies from New York when she came to visit. And I said, remember, I don't eat this anymore right now. And, oh, oh, I forgot. But really, it was fine after the test. The, you know, there was no more um, questioning or pushing to try to bring me back. I think it's kind of human to, when you've enjoyed something with someone and they're not doing it with you anymore, to try to pull them back into it. That's the way I saw it anyway. Thanks. That That's really helpful. And what came up for me when you're saying this is, Maybe my own my own mind is still working on this is a rule and it hasn't actually become completely part of who I am and so I'm mm. I'm still also watching myself really carefully like mm. are you following so thank you that's that's really helpful you're welcome. That's, this is Carla again. This is a really good insight um, to realize it's <laughs> it's your thinking. That's what Jennifer teaches. And I just wanted to lo- let people know I'm loving this conversation, but it's five minutes left. And if anybody has a real burning desire that they haven't that they you haven't spoken, or a prayer request, or actually I've been throwing us out an intention to just speak. That's what the AIGs are. The contract is setting your intention, right? And so I just think I'm throwing that out. But any of those things, we, we, this is like, oh, four minutes. <laughs> but, you know, we don't have to stay up four minutes, but just letting people know we're getting to the end of the time. You know what? I'm just I'm going to put out then my own intention, and <laughs> I've been working on it, really focusing on it for like a while, year or so more. To love myself no matter what my choices seem to be, because I am learning. I'm learning from everything, and I am a happy learner. Oh, lovely. Any other perquests? This is Liz, and I have a prayer request. Um, my 
um, previous manager left about three weeks ago. She was wonderful. I have a new manager, and um, I'm really struggling with how I sit in the group anymore, and I don't see that my skills are being um, recognized. And so I guess I ask her prayers for um, being patient and with myself and not needing to be recognized to feel okay. Yes. Am I raising your hand? Is there something you read? I muted you. Well, thanks. Um, yeah, my my uh, request is for help. I have a real problem with indecision, and I have a decision coming up. It's not a huge one, but it's got me all tied in, in knots. So my prayer request is that I'll be able to hear um, the inner guidance to help me make a decision as far as a plane reservation. So thank you. Okay, then I'm just going to thank you, everyone, for sharing, for bringing yourselves fully this this time together. And I just pray out. And I invite, I invite everyone to place your hand in your heart. And an expression of togetherness that we all are. And express and declare in that expression that we are wholeheartedly available for, for our awakening, our realizations, our healing, our transformation. And get grateful and to partner up to allow the higher Holy Spirit self to lead us and guide us and to remember our true identity is is love, perfect love. We are perfect givers and receivers of love. This is our natural design. And we are willing to Recognize the I am that I am and the I am presence is the I am presence of every being everywhere. This is a time of healing. It's a time of awakening and we are consciously choosing to surrender, Make a holy offering of all the blocks, the lack, attack, limitation thinking, separation thinking, and grateful to open our hearts and minds to the healing power of love 
that give of love become in the forefront in our mind and our hearts. And this activity of love becoming the activity of our life. And grateful for everything just as it is. All our teachers, grateful for all our teachers, known and unknown, seen and unseen, felt and not felt. And allow the support of all the invisible, the entire company of heaven, request and allow that to assist us in our time of transformation, of realization. And we, we thankfully, we gratefully, we willingly, consciously choose to share all these benefits with everyone because we are one in grace and gratitude. We allow it to be. We allow the healing to be. We allow ourselves to be with love. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Anybody want to say goodbye or till next week? Amen. Thank you, Carla. Great Amen. facilitation. Great prayer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for being here. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Take very good care. <laughs>